This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to your Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Belkis, with Omnia as Saleh. And today is Sunday, fun day, ladies and gentlemen. I actually thought today was Saturday when I woke <laughs> up. I was super tired in the morning, but it's Sunday, fun day. The beginning of a great week and the beginning of some great news because we're talking about how the UAE is going to send the first Arab mission to the moon by 2024. Yes, indeed. And this weekend was actually a very special one because on the 25th of September, which was on Friday, this marked this day actually marked a year since the UAE sent its very first astronaut Hazza Al-Mansouri into outer space. But today we're talking all about going to the moon. Coming up on Future Talk as well, we're discussing everything Sharjah Police has been working on because they're planning to launch an e-scheme to reduce traffic points. How can we learn more about safely driving through online websites and online platforms? That's going to be coming up in just a few moments. And for our apps all around the world segment, we're talking about Google Maps and how they will now show coronavirus outbreaks in your area. So you're going to see kind of like a heat map on where the outbreaks are. are. Absolutely. And this is going to be quite interesting because will you actually avoid going to a certain location if you know that the cases in that area are high or not? Coming up on Future Talk, we're talking all about Facebook arguing with Apple over letting people change iPhone's default messages as the app for years. Now, this is quite interesting because I love to change my iMessage to WhatsApp as my default carrier. So that's going to be interesting to discuss. And Gadget of the Day, we're talking about Amazon and how they want to put flying security cameras inside of your home. Now, they will be using drones. And I'm very excited to get into that because there's a lot of probabilities and a lot of cons, yet pros to that gadget. Yes, indeed. Lots and lots is going to be coming up on Future Talk today. So keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. About a year ago, the UAE sent out its very first astronauts to outer space. To the International Space Station, Major Hazza Al-Mansouri and Sultan Al-Niyadi were on a mission to help the UAE set foot in the world or in the sector of space. But today, we're talking all about the UAE planning to send the first Arab mission to the moon by the year 2024. Now, this is great news because a lot of youth, uh, Emirati youth, living right here in the UAE and people who are interested in space in the Arab world as a whole will definitely be very excited for such an opportunity. 100% correct, Now The UAE does plan to send the first Arab mission to the moon by 2024. Now, the moon mission was included in the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center's 10-year strategy, along with plans for more Emirati-built satellites and outer space simulation center for training. So, soon enough, we're going to have a hub right here that does everything to go to the moon. Now, space missions are listed in the strategy, included the Hope Probe, which did launch from Japan in July, but will reach Mars in February 2021. So a couple more months left. Now, I'm very excited to see what do we have on the moon for us because we know the last time we went to the moon was a couple, 50 years ago, mm, 60 years ago, mm, 1963. Yeah, quite a while, quite a while. Quite a while, I mean, we kind of never went back. Yeah, we went, I think... 
two astronauts went once, one from Russia and the other from the U.S., and then no one ever saw that again happening. (laughs) So I'm excited to see what we have on the moon and what kind of uh, things we can do. Now, a lot of people did speculate maybe the moon would be like a pit stop for us Mm. when we go to Mars. We'll go to the moon, we'll fuel up, kind of relax a little bit, and then continue our journey to the moon. Now, right here in the UAE, they have a a plan from the year 2021 up until 2031 on three main areas whenever it comes to space studies. So we have space missions, research and development, and sustainability, which we've definitely seen a lot of efforts being done on all three sectors. But the Emirates Moon Exploration Project will hopefully be the first Arab mission with national competencies to the moon by 2024. It is still unclear whether this mission will be manned or whether it's going to be an unmanned mission. However, the U.S. also plans to put the first woman and next man on the moon by 2024. And this is something we've seen, I think, earlier this year potentially happening, but it was postponed due to different reasons. And uh, I think it was one of the reasons the spacesuit was and fitted right for those women. But further details will be announced in due course as we approach 2024. Now, Omnia, again, the last time someone went to the moon was December of 1972. Mm. So that was quite a while ago. And to see it coming back up and us Arabs and us Muslims and us as the UAE are going to the moon as well, is awesome. Now, the announcement did come as Major Edmond Sori and the UAE's reserve astronaut Dr. Sultan Nayadi did undergo a 30-month training program at the Johnson Space Center in Houston under NASA. So once they do graduate, Sultan Yadi and Major Hazal Mansouri, they will be able to participate in long-haul space missions and carry out spacewalks. So we're seeing that it's in the works. They're preparing it for all that 2024 move. Yes, indeed. And this uh, announcement actually comes exactly a year after uh, the UAE sent out uh, their astronauts to outer space. It, w- it happened on September of 25 uh, in 2019. But the Mahad Badashid Space Center uh, is currently working on a lot of research and development plans, one of them being building the Innovation and Development Center. Another is working on food security research in outer space, as well as the Mars Science City project. Now, for those of you who don't know, the UAE is actually planning on creating the very first habitable settlement on Mars by the year 2117. Mm -hmm. So lots is currently in the works to prepare the UAE to become one of the most major attractions when it comes to space studies and uh, research Mm -hmm. in general about sustainability when it comes to space. I'm very excited to see all about that. Text in at 4215. Let us know. Are you excited and excited to see what we have on the moon? But we do know that a lot of children and a lot of students are doing e-learning yes but for us drivers there's also e-lectures you know today is actually a very uh, phenomenal day for all the parents out there because any parent who has decided that they are ready to send their children back to physical schools today is the day that they resume classes in physical schools still there will still be a little bit of e-learning but as people go back on the roads as buses uh, return to fill our roads we do need to make sure that our driving is also as safe as possible and Sharjah police did bring it to the table because Sharjah motorists can now avail of awareness lectures remotely to reduce the black points on their driving license now uh, I'm very excited to see what kind of 
courses will they be giving them or what kind mm-hmm. of inf- information e-lecture will they be giving because what I know Omnia is that if you get your license suspended yeah. you will have to re-go go th- re-go through uh, the driving course the, tr- the training the lectures and everything but what we're seeing now is that you can reduce the black points just by attending one of these e-lectures. Yes, indeed. Now, the police have actually teamed up with the Sharjah Driving Institute to basically launch an electronic version of the traffic points reduction program. So instead of going physically to the Sharjah Driving Institute to try and get those courses and those lectures so that you can get rid of your black points, you can do that all online remotely, safe from your home and away from any human's interaction. And it's amazing because the main goal of Sharjah Police is to make the roads safer and achieve the highest level of traffic safety for all road users. Now, we do know that when a license does acquire 24 black points, it can get suspended temporarily. Mm. And some people did get suspended indefinitely. Now, let us know, 4215, are you excited for that? Would you enroll into the e-lecture or not? Yes, indeed. And if, God forbid, you did get all those black points, then you can simply go and take all those lectures on the website and basically re-qualify yourself as a driver and give yourself the knowledge that you need about the rules and regulations of ro- of roads right here in the UAE. Let us know, have you had any black points? Hopefully not. And make sure you're driving safe on the roads, especially because now students are also in buses on those roads. Keep that means traffic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate the traffic when it comes from school buses. I do too. I mean, uh, I know it's all for a good reason for yeah. the, the children to get education, but <laughs> children get education. I get a, a stressful. I get stressful when I see four buses and I'm cramped in that little one lane. I four know. buses are next to you. Then you have the kids open up like, hi. They start waving. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> but we are going to be taking a short break. And when we come back, Google Maps will now show coronavirus outbreaks in your area. And we're going to tell you all about that in a bit. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. Google Maps can now also become our very own COVID-19 basically a trendsetter because Google Maps is now going to be showing all of us coronavirus outbreaks in our area. Can you imagine what world are we living in now where... Our areas can also become color-coded depending on how many COVID-19 cases are present in the area we're planning to go to. Now, this does remind me of the Snapchat map where there will be a heat map on where most snaps are taken. So yeah. if you open Snapchat right now, Omnia, or anyone who's not driving, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not driving, you can <laughs> no open. No text and drive. No texting, driving, no touching your phone and driving. If you open up your Snapchat map, you can see heat maps. And mm. for example, let's say on the Sharjah Buhaira Corniche, you'll see a lot of heat maps. And if you click on it, it will tell you where people are mostly at. But Google Maps is doing the same thing. But for the coronavirus outbreaks. Yes, indeed. Now, color coding will definitely help people easily distinguish the density of new cases in a certain area. And this is all to help us navigate safely in the age of coronavirus. Now, Google added this new COVID layer uh, because people have been planning to start traveling more often, to start visiting different areas, and they want us to Mm. basically have Mm. all the information we need about where COVID-19 is basically most alive in <laughs> do you know anyone who has traveled recently uh yes how many i don't know how many <laughs> depends i, I like none of, random like number. a good i think a good five people that i know have traveled. i know over 25 people have traveled 
in the con- outside the country. Outside of the UAE. Hmm. They've traveled outside of the UAE. Over 25 people in the yeah. And I see a lot of people kind of uh, not as feared from coronavirus hmm. as we were in the beginning of the year, which is great. But at the same time, we do have to take our precautionary and preventive measures. And that's what Google is doing as well. So if you do go to a country, let's say, for example, Cairo. Hmm. If you go to Cairo or you go to Egypt and Sharm Sh- el you know, in Sharm el there's a lot of uh, COVID cases. You might you might not want to go over to that area. But I have a question for you. Would you actually avoid a certain area if you know there's a lot of COVID cases in it? Or would you just go anyway and take your precautionary no, measures? No, of course. Of course I wouldn't go there. But the thing... No, I don't mean as a country. No, like, of course I wouldn't go to that I wouldn't go to, to that, that area. area. Let's say, for mm. example, if I went to Egypt and it was in Cairo, I yeah. wouldn't go to Cairo. Okay. Yeah. But then Would that, you? No, but then at the same time, I'm like, how accurate is this? Because it could also damage, you know, the way people have been visiting different countries mm-hmm. and opening up again. But this definitely comes at a time when the World Health Organization and different government health ministries, including different state and local health agencies and hospitals, are working on getting much more data about how Basically, COVID-19 cases are trending. So which areas have the most, which areas have Mm. the least. But soon enough, whenever we open Google Maps and tap on the layers button on the top right hand corner of our screen, we can find an option that says COVID-19 info. And this will basically give us a seven day average of all of the new COVID-19 cases per 100,000 people Mm. for the area of the map that we are looking at. Yes, and let's tell you guys how the color coding works. So, for gray, that means there's less than one case. Yellow means 1 to 10 cases. Orange means 10 to 20 cases. And dark orange does mean 20 to 30 cases being the maximum for that color scheme. So, anything over dark orange means there are a lot there's a lot of cases in that area now the trending case data is available at the country level for around 221 countries and territories that google map does support along with state or province county and even city level data were available so that does come in handy if you're going to the u.s yes indeed and right here in the uae since google maps is also available soon enough i think by the end of this week we'll be able to uh, view it on our app as well now Once you actually view the certain area that you're going to, you'll find also a label that is indicating whether cases are trending up or whether cases are trending down. More than 1 billion people tend to turn to Google Maps for, honestly, essential information about how to get to a certain place. But now we can also get safety tips on this app as well. Features like popular times and live busyness, COVID-19 alerts in transit, and COVID checkpoints during navigation have all been designed to help keep us safe. And we, uh, Honey and I recently talked about the COVID uh, checkpoints, that the new feature that they added on Google Maps, where you can actually find out if at a certain area you'll have to get the PCR test mm-hmm. before heading to that place. Mm. Now, Google and Apple, actually, Omnia, have been trying their best to kind of uh, reduce COVID-19, especially, I think it was called um, a tracing. They were trying to do yes, COVID contact tracing. contact tracing. And Google is doing a great job. Now, I think, Omnia, I think, I think, I think mm. that soon enough, Apple Maps will implement this as mm. well because we do know they are working together. <laughs> but at the same time, they are competitors, but they're all putting everything aside for the greater use to protect us from COVID-19. And we have to do our job as well as we are responsible so let us know 4215 would you use this feature on google maps and if you did and you saw an area that had a lot of covid 19 cases would you go to it we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're talking about facebook and apple and how 
for the past couple of years, Facebook, Facebook has been asking Apple for one small favor. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. So a couple of days ago, we found out something, ladies and gentlemen, that Facebook has been asking Apple to let people change iPhone's default messages app for years. Now, automatically, Facebook is asking this. So what do you think? <laughs> the app that they want to be their default. They would want it to be Facebook or WhatsApp Messenger. Now, with the iOS 14 and iPad OS 14, Apple has finally let us have a long time request from customers, which did introduce an option to change your default apps for browsing the web and handling email. So the question does come in mind. Would it let us change the messaging app? Yes, indeed. And the question to everyone tuning into us right now, would you switch to WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger if you could. Let us know your thoughts. Text us in at 4215, do it this a lot, or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 because I personally would. I would definitely change my default messaging app into WhatsApp. And I think a lot of people living right here in the UAE would agree. But in different countries, iMessage is quite popular, especially yes. in the US. They tend to text on iMessage just as frequently as we text on WhatsApp. But with Apple allowing us to change our default browser and default uh, email provider to different ones, will it actually make our dreams come true in other categories like messages, music, calendar? This is still stuck right now on the Apple's built-in software and Facebook isn't too pleased about that. But Facebook is making a more forceful push to convince the iPhone maker to let people choose their own preferred messaging app. Now, Facebook is not doing this because it loves us, but because they also want to market their very own platforms. And they feel like people should be able to choose different messaging apps and the default on their very own phones. Now, I'm against that. You're against I don't, it. I would, want, I would not want, uh, uh, I mean, mm. to, cha to change it because when you have a default messaging app, you're having SMS text being sent to your messages, mm. thus iMessages. Now, you do have that option to send something on WhatsApp Messenger. Yeah. Now, Omni and I, we communicate a lot through WhatsApp Messenger. I send her a mm. lot of links, files, documents, whatever, through WhatsApp Messenger. And I never had hassle to mm. send it. It was easy, quick, and easy. I think mm. that they're doing. Facebook wants to do this as more of as a marketing thing than a preferred preference for the customer or the user. So yeah. I don't blame Apple for saying no. And I think no is going to be the answer for a long time. Because also, Omnia, mm. Apple has temporarily broke or stopped taking its usual 30% cut from in-app payments for online Facebook events. So yeah. Facebook and Apple are going through it a little bit. They definitely are. But I, I wouldn't agree with you on that one. I think changing iMessage to WhatsApp would make it a lot easier for a lot of people living here. I mean, how often do you use iMessage? Uh, I, I use it quite often not you do text people on iMessage? yeah i don't i don't use it that much but mm. i use it quite often but the thing with iMessages, it's integrated with your sms's as well yeah. so you're going to have one whole area where it has your iMessage and your sms as well mm. so i don't i don't think to move i mean it, it just doesn't sound sound right i don't like it mm. i don't like having fa especially because facebook messenger 
and what's up we do know that by by the way that they do take some of our keywords that we would type in yeah. and use it to market or have marketing preferences to target certain consumers so i wouldn't want that now with iMessage you don't have that problem you don't have that problem you're definitely right about that but apple's iMessage platform has also been one of the selling points for many of its iPhones because they keep adding new features to pull people to using the text messages. So, you know, recently they've added the emojis, they have the voice messages, they have the red receipts where you can see if someone read your text message. You have the typing indicators so you can actually know if someone is typing to answer mm-hmm. your text and so many more. So they are definitely a driving factor in why people buy and stick with iPhone. So that might be one of the reasons why Apple is a little, you know, on edge to agreeing to Facebook's requests. But as you mentioned, Hani, Apple did announce that they're going to be temporarily stop taking uh, their usual 30% cut from all the in-app payments for online Facebook events. And that came after Facebook actually painted Apple's fee as a very important factor to many businesses trying to endure the economic toll that COVID-19 has had on many of those small businesses. Now, the temporary agreement will expire at the end of 2020, but it does represent a small win for Facebook. Clearly, the company has much bigger goals and much bigger requests. So will this become a reality? I guess we only have time to tell. Yes, Omnia. Now, we do know that under the table, Facebook and Apple have been going at it. There has been a lot of uh, arguments Mm. and and settlements being settled. Uh, One of them was saying that uh, Apple is destroying Facebook in a way Mm. because of some restrictions they have been giving Facebook and within and, and within time we will understand what's going on because it's still a little bit foggy yeah but I mean we are seeing information being leaked out because it's been asking face uh, Google for uh, sorry it's been asking <laughs> Apple for years Facebook to have a default messaging app from messenger or WhatsApp so it definitely has I mean for years yeah so we're just getting to know this now so God knows what we're gonna see in the next couple of weeks or even months I definitely agree with you on that one I'm very excited I hope I really, really hope Apple agrees to this. But let us know your thoughts. You know, we are very excited to see what you have to say about this. Would you switch to WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger if you could? Text lines are open. I wouldn't. <laughs> Do it to Salat or slide into our DMs at Paul 95 Radio. Hanny wouldn't. I would in a heartbeat. No second thought. But what do you have to say about it? Let us know your thoughts. Coming up on Future Talk, we're talking all about Amazon wanting to put a mini drone in our homes as a form of security. I like to talk about that. That's going to be fun. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Pulse 95. Whenever we actually think about putting security cameras in our homes our main aim behind them is to have a pair of eyes constantly at home even if we are physically not but what if i told you there is a security camera that can have not just a pair of eyes a pair of eyes movement an entire mini robot at your home at all times even if you are not physically there i can only imagine what a burglar's face would be if they actually broke into a home only to find a drone coming to greet them. This is exactly what we're talking about because Amazon wants to put flying security camera drones inside our homes. These are not big, these are not bulky, but they are compact, lightweight, 
autonomously flying indoor cameras, giving everyone greater visibility when they are not home. Now, Omnia, looking at this and looking at the video demonstration of the drone flying across the house, I just want to say whoever created this <laughs> obviously doesn't have a cat. <laughs> because if, Why? if cats will, go, will, will try to catch anything. They will, but If they it see it flying, on, they'll mm. jump on it and they'll, 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 they'll ruin it, basically. Mm. Because, uh, I mean... I had a cat, and I know people who have cats, and cats in general, when they see something flying, they want to go out of it. Their mm. predator in instinct does come to life. But this device has prompted a lot of concerns for privacy or from privacy organizations and campaigners who warn it could permit unwanted surveillance. But Ring, which is the Amazon company behind the device, did say it was designed with privacy in mind, resting in a dock which physically blocks the camera, unless it is launched now this is the catch behind it all so these pair of pairs of eyes they're only yours for you to watch your home when you're not physically there so it's basically a way of live streaming what is happening inside your home in case of a break-in so the way the video that was actually published by ring which is the amazon company uh, showed it was basically showing a person getting an alarm the minute a burglar broke into the house and that drone actually flying from its docking station to show them exactly where the thief is and how the thief is moving. So what's interesting about it is it's on its own. It's actually a deterrent for any person or intruder who plans to break into a home mm. because knowing that wherever he's trying to hide, that drone will basically be following him and you'll be the person in control behind it is one that's quite interesting. Now, the camera will only start recording when the device leaves that base and starts flying through one of the preset paths that you will actually have to, you know, set up once you set up the actual drone. Mm. Now, it is actually known this camera as the always home cam. Now, the drone will cost you around $250 when it does go on sale. But for so far, we only know it's going to be on sale in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, I like it. I like mm. it. But see, Amazon did say something that it can't be manually controlled mm. when it's in flight. And I think the reason for this is that so just in case someone does get access to that camera, he or she cannot move around with that camera, with the drone and see what you're doing and see how the house is mapped. So if someone does want to break in, they can't. Now, I personally, I like it, mm. but I wouldn't have it. Mm, that's an interesting yeah i wouldn't it. have it mm, why not uh just because number one i will have a cat soon okay number two mm. uh i i think it, this extra layer of security is is not as needed now it's not as a, a necessity mm. but now it's a luxury now this camera is a luxury it's not a necessity mm. a necessity would be a uh, a mounted, a mounted yeah. security camera, a mounted ring doorbell or whatever. Yeah. But this just becomes a luxury. And for that price point, uh, a thousand is going to be around a thousand dirhams. So for a thousand dirhams, I believe I could get a couple of more cameras but, mm, instead of just one that, ha that goes through a certain path. But that's a preset path that as a, as a buyer, you'll actually mm. get to set for your camera. So instead mm. of having the camera placed at certain points in your house and everyone who has security cameras will definitely know that there are certain areas in the house that you may not be able to view 
from one camera. So, you know, there it's are blind, blind spots. spots. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like it, that's irrelevant to the factor because you're going to have four cameras that some people do it that they cover blind spots. So if camera one, number one has a blind spot, mm. camera t- number two does cover that blind spot and camera number three covers number two, etc. Yeah. So I don't think that it's a big factor. Again, I like the idea of it. Mm. I mean, if it you... It also uh, has obstacle avoidance technology. Yes. So it won't bump into anything and it definitely won't bump into cats. <laughs> uh, you don't... It's not the cat... that The drone bumping into the cats. The cats bumping the cat, into the drone. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it will drone. avoid it. I don't think you can avoid a cat, Omnia. You never know. No, you it, never know, know how they're built. No, I mean, the, the cats jump pretty high. I think you've never played with a cat, Omnia. Oh, I definitely have. Yes. Now, if you <laughs> I've th- had cats of my own. Uh, yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. Really? I never knew that. Yeah. I never knew you were a cat person like me. So. When, 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 when that drone is going, Omni, you guys see that cat go, pew, 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 jump on it. The company even comes out with a quote that they actually said, the device is also designed to avoid any to avoid injuring any pets or damaging any delicate furniture or furnishings. Now, so, I, I, I'm, I don't have, it's not that I don't trust the camera, Omni. I don't, you trust, don't trust the cat. The cat. The cat. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, it's definitely, as you mentioned, it is quite a luxury, but... For someone who wants to be able to check into their to check in on their home at any point in the day with that peace of mind, you know, if you even if for those people who are paranoid about, you know, remembering whether they turned their stove off or not or whether they left the window open, in case you forgot, you can simply have your drone fly to the stove mm. and find out if you've turned it off or not. But Another interesting feature about it is uh, it can also be integrated with other home security systems that Ring also provides so that if an alarm goes off, you can actually see what's happening. I don't know if you've heard of this, Hani, but during the days of e-learning, a lot of parents are still choosing to e-learn. A lot of parents have actually been installing home security cameras just to be able to watch and check in on their kids. So. Mm. And these cameras come with a microphone. So if the kid is not doing their homework, the mother would actually be talking to her kids Mm. from her workplace through that camera, telling them to sit back down in front of that iPad and pay attention to what's happening in class. Now, I mean, security cameras and Amazon, Amazon's Ring in general, I've been doing a lot of great things and I, I like what they're doing. They do give us a sense of security and safety and a peace of mind to always check up on the house if you're there, if you have older people at home, yeah. if, 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 if. So I like it. But again, the drone, eh, luxury. Would I have it? No if I, I mean, I, I, I just think for a price point of $250, I can do a lot of things for more safety. Let us know your thoughts. Text us in at 4215, do or it or sign into our DMs at Pulse95. Would you get a flying security camera drone? That is the question of today, and I'm very excited to see what you all have to say about it. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we will be coming back to you once again tomorrow with all the latest on what is happening in the tech world right here on Pulse95 from 2 to 3 p.m. But we are going to be opening the airwaves for the Dream Team. Yes, Mikhail Atliya and Aisha Al-Mazmi, the afternoon Karak team, the Dream Team. Everything you need to know about what's happening in the entertainment, gaming, anime, TV show world. Anything you need that has to do with entertainment. Mikhail Atliya and Aisha Al-Mazmi have it for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, Omni and I are jumping on that spaceship and leaving Mother Earth. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.